Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers. On the broadcast today, Maurice Page joins us. He's the CEO of the Nevada Housing Coalition. A fascinating discussion coming up next on the all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Big R in Sparks is located on Bering Boulevard next to Smith's and across from Reed High School. It's a 50,000 square foot clothing store and a whole lot more. And for these wintry days, jackets, hoodies, flannel shirts, insulated bib overalls, and merino wool socks. Plus, Big R still has shovels and snowmelt. You need it, they've got it. Big R, hardware, clothing, and a whole lot more. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their home. At Nevada Heating, call the Do It Right guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website at nevadaheating.com. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low, and our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way, because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we are pleased to welcome to the program for the first time Maurice Page. He is CEO of the Nevada Housing Coalition. Pleasure to have you on the program, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's good to be here. So let's start out with the most basic question. What is the Nevada Housing Coalition and what do you do? Great question to start off. So, <laughs> so we're a 501c3 a member-based uh, nonprofit that works with um, organizations throughout the state of Nevada that provides resources, education, and we collaborate with multiple entities um, to address the, the affordable needs or the affordable housing needs of all Nevadans. Okay, so that's like the biggest problem you could possibly take on at this point in time. It's one of the biggest problems in our state, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yes. because you have uh, tons of people moving here. Mm -hmm. uh, you have tons of people already here and the cost of housing because of the lack of land. Mm -hmm. So therefore the ability to, for builders to be able to build affordable homes. And I don't just mean affordable housing. I mean affordable homes for everybody. Correct. Um, so we're, we're stuck in this morass. Yes. Um, what are some of the solutions that you're either seeking or finding? So one of the things that the, the coalition is really trying to do is just bring, be a convener, right? And, and, that, and what that means is we're trying to bring our local jurisdictions, our, our state leaders, um, our developers to the table to be able to discuss best practices that is going on around the country. This for example. For, for example. So um, let, let's, let's take one of our, our huge successes that we've had over the last couple of years, which is the Home Means Nevada I, Initiative. I was going to say, I'd like to start yes. with huge successes. Yes. So let's start with that. So the 500 
legislature, we, we was able, um, the, the Nevada Housing Coalition was able to put together the legislation in, in, the, in, the, in the language around that bill, um, proposed that to uh, the governor during legislation, we was able to get that passed. And, and so how much was that? $500 million. $500 million. Right. And so monies from that 500 was broken down into multiple categories. It was home ownership, number one. It was land um, acquisition. It was preservation. And it was development. And so what that's going to do and, and what, what that money has been able to do is, number one, bring on roughly about 4,000 new units, um, which some have already have been completed. Some there's already some been some groundbreakings, and then we're still um, looking to start building on some other land. I mean, not other land. Uh, start building some new um, homes in the near future. So within the next three, four years, we're going to see at least four, four to five thousand homes built um, for that'll be affordable to to Nevadans. We've been able to also invest into more um, home ownership and uh, down payment. Um, programs um, for Nevadans who are able to, who, who are um, not fiscally able to bring up or get the money together uh, to be able to afford um, their brand new home. And then there's been the fact that we've been able to purchase land so that this way we can okay, use well, that. Okay, all right, let, let, me, mm -hmm. let me slow you down a bit here. Okay, all right, So, all right. so we can get into some of these areas a little <laughs> bit more deeply. Um, so I would think that the, the, probably the most difficult part because uh, if, if you've got the money, mm -hmm. um, it's the land acquisition. We've got all these lands bills, mm -hmm. uh, Northern Nevada and Southern Nevada. Mm -hmm. In fact, Clark County uh, turned down a lands bill that they were offered because it wasn't enough land. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, at this point, it doesn't seem like we're going to see in this congressional session uh, any lands bills passed. Is mm -hmm. that the same feeling you have? Um, I'm a little bit more optimistic. Really? Um, I, and, you know, I, I, that's my role. Um, okay. No, I'm an optimist too. Yeah, so I'm an optimistic, and so you know. I'm Where not does that optimism that come from? Is it, come, is it coming from our strides. delegation? No, it's because that you know right now I know that the governor is working towards um, creating more housing, more affordable housing, and so I think he knows the importance of it. I think there is an opportunity now. Not saying it, it may not happen next legislation, um, but I think that if we can, if we are able to at least present it and have something that's solid and something that he can really consider. Okay, but now, but you're mm -hmm. okay. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean no to interrupt problem. you. Okay. Um, but but you're. You're talking about the governor. The governor doesn't have the ability to pass Correct. a federal lands bill, mm -hmm. and and wouldn't that be the biggest driver uh, to help you in in your goal of providing affordable housing is to get lower land costs yes. for your developers, right. because that's the whole problem. Is the reason that the prices are so high is that th there's there's no place to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, the mayor of Sparks was here yesterday. He said Sparks is out of land. Yes. Right. So, and, and, and taking it from a federal right delegation process, um, we would definitely need to be talking to those to the, to our leaders in, in that respect to help them educate them, let them and not educate them because they know what the deal. Oh, they, they, yes, they, they, they know. know what the situation <laughs> is. So I take that back. But to be able to you know get on our side and fight for it for more land, right? Because that's what we really need. You know, I was out in Fernley uh, yesterday, and you know they are approved to you know. Bring in 3,500 new new homes. They're, they're they're ready to go, but they can't do it, right? Because they can't find the 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 land and this other other obstacles that they're facing. Water being another. Water one. being another. So, you know, those are things that we're trying to take back to not only the governor but also to our our congressional leaders and say, hey, listen, we have these opportunities. 
look at the growth of Nevada. Look at how many people are moving in here. Look at the, the job opportunities. But we need housing. And so there has to be that push. And again, like you said, to be an optimist to, to or to be optimistic about wanting to, you know, get some land bills, I think, you know, if we put it out there, you never know what can happen. Well, yeah, and I mean, Congressman Amadei was here a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he's not optimistic for this session, right. and he's not optimistic for an omnibus lands bill. And one of his biggest concerns is that most of the people in Washington, D.C. don't understand mm. how much land the federal government owns in places like Nevada. Yes. Uh, so it makes it incredibly difficult. One of the things, again, that Ed Lawson, the mayor of Sparks, was talking about on the program uh, was potentially, and something he doesn't really want to see, is uh, construction going vertical in mm. Sparks uh, because of a lack of land. Is that something that you're dealing with? Um, you know, as, as a, a, a potential. I mean, um, Congresswoman Dina Titus years ago mm -hmm. wanted to do a bill, it was called the Ring Around the Valley mm -hmm. uh, for Las Vegas, where everything would be going vertical because she didn't want to see the urban sprawl. But Sparks is a whole different story. They would yeah. rather go out than go up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it varies on, on where, on the different jurisdictions sure. uh, throughout the state. So, yeah, I think, you know, you have a Sparks that says, hey, we, let's not do that. We have, you know, we can do things from a different perspective. I think in Southern Nevada and in other areas, you know, you can definitely go vertical. And I think there's the potential to be able to do that. Um, but again, it, it depends on, and we're looking at data to see where, you know, what would be best fit for these various jurisdictions because we have meetings with not only, um, um, Northern Nevada representatives, but Southern Nevada reps, and, and and with the rules, and so you know we're trying to come together and, and see what would be the best fit for them. One of the things that is amazing about where we are in Nevada right now is that it doesn't matter whether you where you look, whether it's Clark County, uh, Washoe, Reno, Sparks, or in rural Nevada, the whole state is on fire in a good way because businesses are coming, mines are opening up. Um, there are, you know, Ely has a two and a half billion dollar water project uh, that's online. So, you know, I, I, I guess one of the things I brought up on the show many times over the last few years is that I don't think everybody's going to be able to live in Reno and Sparks. I think, every, you know, that we're going to have to look beyond. Now, you know, obviously you pointed out some of the problems with Fernley, which can, they can be addressed over time. But, you know, are you looking at Fernley, Fallon, Yarrington? as places where the housing needs to go because you're not going to be able to develop affordably in Reno Sparks? Yeah, we definitely have to build up those other communities. Um, you know, and again, I, I reference Fernley just because, you know, we, I spent, you know, pretty much half the morning there yesterday. Right. So, so understanding it's on your mind, them, right? it's on my mind, right? It's fresh. And I see that the potential there is really huge. I mean, they've already grown. It's um, massive. It's, it's, right, and so they've already grown. And so, you know, talking to the mayor and the city manager, they, they feel like they can grow, you know, they can double their population within the next, you know, five to seven years. So, Roger Norman wants to build a ring road around Fernley to be able to handle the traffic that's gonna come. Absolutely. But it hinges on those lands bills. But it hinges on those lands bills. And so if we can work with, you know, our leaders, our congressional leaders, and make sure that we can open up some of that, and, and if we can expand in those other communities, I think that'll be a huge benefit. I mean, because like you said, we have these jobs that are coming online. You know, we have these organizations, these companies, major conglomerates that are coming in, and they're offering the opportunities. And so we have to start looking at that and we have to start helping out our smaller towns and give them the the, the access to, to be able to build not only housing but affordable attainable uh, housing you know overall 
Okay, let's take a break. We'll come back more with Maurice Page. He is CEO of the Nevada Housing Coalition after this timeout. Safety is the number one priority for the trucking industry. Over $7 billion a year is spent on technology like this electronic eye that will apply the brakes automatically. But the most important factor for safety is the truck driver. These hardworking men and women who safely move over 70% of our nation's freight and 94% of Nevada's. We thank you because trucks move America forward. Pro Group Management offers workers' comp services to a growing number of industries. As businesses grow and change with the times, the need for a solid workers' comp program must be flexible and up-to-date. The evolving nature of regulations can make staying ahead of complex tasks challenging. But Pro Group Management simplifies the work so your industry can move forward and succeed. Pro Group Management. Workers' comp that works for you. Like a traditional handmade basket, retail is woven into the fabric of life in Nevada. From big box to mom and pop, retail supports our communities in countless ways. Jobs for the disabled, team uniforms for kids, help for the elderly, and so much more. Retail employs over 1 in 10 workers. Retail supports Nevada, and we support retail. R-A-N-N-V dot org. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Maurice Page. He is the CEO of the Nevada Housing Coalition. So here's an interesting question for you. In 2024, what's the definition of an affordable house? <laughs> oh. I mean, for working class, poor, middle class. I mean, the rich are fine. Yeah. You know, they can sell their property in California mm -hmm. and have a lot of cash left over and buy a mansion here. Mm -hmm. But for everybody else... Yeah, it, it's it's very what we what we can say and what the data says is that you know overall, as far as our renters, close to sixty percent or fifty seven point three percent of our renters um, or our rent burden, uh, which means that their cost is just through the roof. Um, so above thirty percent of their above thirty percent, and and so they're looking at you know roughly. Anywhere between forty-five to sixty percent of their of their actual housing costs are going is what they whatever they come in whatever they bring are bringing in. That's forty-five to sixty percent of it is going strictly to their house. So that means rent. That means groceries. That means whatever else that they need to. Yeah, keep but it doesn't home. include childcare. Doesn't even include childcare, right? So that's even a, a totally different uh, a pot that we're, we have to look at and examine. Um, you know, also. You know, we're seeing the the cost of, especially in, in northern Nevada, the cost of homes are averaging about four hundred and fifty thousand. It's come down a little bit over the last year, but we're looking at four hundred and fifty thousand. Just a couple of years ago, we were looking at three hundred and fifty. Um, so know, that, that's close to one hundred and fifty grand for a down payment. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So when you talk about what what does it mean or what does it look like to have affordable housing, there really is no real answer at this point because again, we're looking at a population that you know, is really underemployed. Um, you know, the growth of um, the, the economy um, and, and, and the housing market, people are not keeping, the wages are not keeping up. Um, and so people are now being priced out. Um, you know, national low-income housing says that people need to make, in essence, a $42,000 a year just to live in a one-bedroom. 
think about that. You know, think about your folks that live or that work for McDonald's or work for Uber or Lyft or think about your small business community um, who has to not only put resources into their business so that they can have their business grow, but now they're struggling just to pay their mortgage or their rent, um, take care of their children, whatever the case may be. And, you know, you're, you're caught in this, this fiasco of how, what, what do I choose to pay every single month, right? And so I think, you know, that's okay, what the work of the co that's the work of the coalition though, right? And so okay, what we're what, trying to do. All right, but let me throw a different thing at you, mm -hmm. which is expectations. Mm -hmm. You know, um, are we in America supposed to believe that from the get-go we're all going to be able to afford a house? I mean, I didn't buy my first house until I was 38 years old. Yeah. Um, and I spent two years working, and I don't mean for anybody to cry, it was fine, mm -hmm. but I worked three jobs mm -hmm. for two years to save up the down payment for that first house. Yeah. Um, there are sacrifices that need to be made. I've got uh, a family member who spent the last three years living with his parents because he needed to be able to save up for a down payment on the mm -hmm. house. Mm -hmm. They've got into that house. Back with Maurice Page after this. We're at Tamarack Casino at Nevada Steak with Chef Mike Mahoney. You have fabulous food here. This halibut is extraordinary. The halibut was awesome. It was fun to cook. You get a nice sear on top, and then we base that with a little bit of butter and garlic and herbs and stuff. It's, it's fabulous. It's a lot of butter, it and is. it looks really good, and it tastes even better. I'm trying this, which is the crab cake. You've got this crispy coating on the outside. What is that? Actually, that's cornflakes. Huh? Cornflakes. Really? Yes, sir. It, the crispiness of the cornflake just adds more crispiness to the already, you know, crispy crab cake. It's, it's awesome. It's my favorite, and I'm a crab cake fanatic. Okay, this I just tried for the first time. It's ahi tuna mm -hmm. in a whole different way. Ahi tuna, it's a tuna tartare. It's ground up. Uh, we mix it with a little bit of spicy mayo, a little avocado puree, and our house-made ponzu sauce in there as well. It tastes to me like sushi without the rice. It's, it's got all the flavorings, but it's absolutely delicious. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. All right, ribeye steak. Ribeye steak, classic. Harris Ranch, certified English beef. You can't go wrong with a good steak here. Uh, no, and that ribeye is particularly good. Um, again, we tried that earlier. Mm -hmm. It is fabulous. The wedge salad. Um, I love a wedge salad that comes with a giant hunk of bacon on it. So you've got healthy and you've got bacon. A little bit of indulgence. Wrong? Yeah, a little indulge. Uh, what's great about this one is the bacon is cooked fresh to order for every single salad, so it's nice and hot. Folks, you've got to come to Tamarack, the casino in South Reno. It is a fabulous place to begin with. It's made even more fabulous by Nevada Steak and your great food. Thank you for inviting us, and we will be coming back over and over because I'm in love with this tuna. I'm in love with the crab cake. Well, the ribeye's pretty. Well, the halibut. It's all good, folks. Just about everything. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com. Tollsdevelopment.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers. 
And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Maurice Page. He's the CEO of the Nevada Housing Coalition. So as I was saying, um, you know, do we need to redefine our expectations mm -hmm. and go back to the old ways of maybe you live with your parents to save up the down payment, maybe your parents sign off on your first mortgage, you know, does, do those kind of things come into the thinking today or is it just we need the housing, we got to figure out a way to pay for it? Oh, uh, that is, that's, that's, um, let me step outside of my role. Sure. Okay. Um, and so I would say that, you know, there is, there is the expectation or I think there's the belief that we need to re-examine what the American dream is, mm -hmm. right? And so the American dream at one point in time was you go, you get the house, you get the fence, you get the yard, um, you have your family, was it 2.5 kids, and you live happily ever after. And that's 70 years ago. Correct. Um, I think we're living in a different times. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, especially uh, when you look at our, our children um, in that generation that's coming, ab coming on board, I don't think they want housing. I don't think they want right. to be responsible for, you know, a 1,500 or a 2,000 square foot house with a yard and, and have to take care of a garage and things of Do that nature. Do we even need that much? Because housing back in the day was half the size, because I, I think that's part of the problem. And, and, is and so our expectation has grown that we need 2,000 square feet when in fact our parents were thrilled to have 1,000. Absolutely, and so, and what we have seen just in the last 20 years, um, and, and that's during the time that I've lived here in Nevada, is we have gone from a starter home being, you know, 1,200, 1,300 square feet, 1,000 square feet, um, under 130,000, now to, you have to start at 1,700 to 2,000, and now that, that type of home is still going for, you know, three, 380 and above. So again, if you, you know, this is Maurice's perspective. If we if we have to you know reimagine what the American dream is, especially looking at our younger demographics, they don't want that responsibility. They are more comfortable in a studio or a one bedroom, a two bedroom, maybe have you know some roommates, and then go from there. I think we, we definitely need though to look at the current working class, look at um, our baby boomers who are retiring and examine, okay, what is the needs for them? Because number one, that working class definitely needs homes. And that, and because we're bringing in so many transients, so many people are moving here because of the, the economics or the economy, we have to build housing. That, and that's Maurice, right? right? Of and course. so that is the need. Um, now, that generation that I was speaking of, you know, like you said, I have a 21 year old, right? And he is, he has a great job. Um, he works very hard but he's also rent burden, right? And so we have to, as parents, I have to make sure that he has every, still have to ensure that he has everything. Now, his thing is, I don't want to live with my parents. Right, right? of course. I don't want to have to depend on them. And I, and I love that, <laughs> right? And so, but the ultimate goal, I would believe, is for him, and we've had discussions, is for him to eventually have his home, but he's not even thinking about that until he's thinking 40. He wants to be able to just come and go as he please, work, go to school, you know, and, 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 and try to save and, and think about things at a later date, right? And so, again, it's, it's reimagining what that American dream is. And I think we're just in a different time, different era, and we have to just, you know, we have to move with the way things are going. Um, do we also need to incentivize builders um, to be able to construct housing that is less expensive 
um, but they can't make as much profit as they can uh, selling to the middle and upper classes. That's that's very controversial. <laughs> so, Gee, so <laughs> we've never had that kind of talk on this program before. Right, right. So you know, you got but, about two minutes here, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so, so what we can look at, you know, again, we have to talk to builders. We have to talk to our local jurisdictions. We have. Are, to, are, they, are they listening? They are listening. They are listening, and but we also. Have, and, Overall, we have to look at the cost, the cost of labor. And, and I mean, this is something that we, we've been talking about. In it. And I don't want to sound redundant, but these are just the facts, right? right. When you talk about labor, when you talk about the, 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 the whole time for these developers, and it gets put on the, the purchaser or the renter or the buyer at the end of the day because they have to make up their, their costs, right? And so, you know, there, is a, there, there has to be a medium ground that we have to, you know, that we have to come to. And hopefully, you know, the coalition will be able to bring these folks to the table. We have a roundtable where we'll be bringing these leaders to the table to discuss, you know, what is going on and what, is, what has been the strengths of development, what is, what is the opportunities and what is the threats. And so we're hoping that over the next, you know, couple of months when we have these, these different types of meetings, um, this will allow us to be able to, you know, come together and bring some, some bright ideas and some new innovation um, so that we can help both entities uh, reach their goals. And when, especially here in northern Nevada, uh, but I think the folks in southern Nevada, when they look at L.A. and we look at San Francisco, uh, in horror at the situation in those two towns, mm -hmm. um, that we don't want that to be the way it is in Nevada. But I mean, certainly you go around, uh, you know, north of Cashman, mm -hmm. and you're not seeing a pretty sight there yes. in terms of people who need housing. I thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Will you come thank back? You. Yes, absolutely. Because there's a lot me. more to talk. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm I'm presuming you're going to be in Carson during the legislative session. Yes, I will. So we'll we'll see you there. Okay. okay perfect. Thank, thank you. you so much. And we'll be right back. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to carsoncitygreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much-needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. Story County is leading Nevada, home of the Tahoe Reno Industrial Center, Google, Tesla, Panasonic, and other world-leading companies. Story County provides thousands of tech, advanced manufacturing, and logistics careers for Nevadans. We're diversifying and driving Nevada's economy and generating millions in tax revenue and billions in economic activity across northern Nevada. Story County is leading Nevada's future. 7 at 7 is a newscast built for your smartphone. It's a 7-minute newscast available every weekday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. at LVRJ.com. We don't waste your time and we give you the day's top stories. We at the RJ have noticed some similarities between us and a certain BTS character, RJ. Plus the latest in Las Vegas business, weather, health, and entertainment news. 7 at 7 streaming now on your smartphone.
Modern boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suite. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcast. We'll see you on the next broadcast.